everybody. How's it going? Happy New Year and welcome to 2024 and welcome back to Ramcast. Uh, I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday season, New Year's, Christmas, all that jazz. We took a nice little break here at Ramcast for a month and a bit. Uh, the collective we meaning being me. And uh, now for many of us, it's uh, back to work and back to the grindstone. And as they used to do these uh, CNA adverts back in the day, it's back to school and back to reality. Back to school, back to reality. Now, I know a lot of the listeners out there are around about the same age as me, so they will remember those adverts and remember how much we fucking hated them. And it was everywhere, you know, it was on every poster. Back to school, this, back to school, that, back to school, that. For sick, you nay. I don't want no back to school. So anyway, a lot of people are in that uh, kind of funk at the moment. And uh, that is why this episode is called Back to School, Back to Reality. I am in the last little part of my holidays now and uh, will be going back to work in about a week's time. And yeah, the less said about that, the better. (laughs) So yeah, it's good to be back with you people. And I wanted to kick off today's show by talking about the most cliche thing in the world, which is New Year's resolutions. (laughs) I mean, we're only doing the best, most original content here that we can. And I wanted to find out, do you guys believe in New Year's resolutions? Do you think at the strike of midnight, you know, New Year's Eve, that uh, you're now this new opportunity, new person, you uh, blank slate, if you will? You know, you can go forward, try new things, get back to that gym, lose those 10 kilograms, do those things that you want, write that book that you want to. Um, A lot of people kind of do believe that and a lot of people really don't. But this year, I actually really wanted to take hold of the whole New Year's resolution thing and really, for myself personally, grab onto two of them. And the first one is the concept of balance. I've got this, you know, tattooed on my arm and uh, it's, you've got to balance your, your light and your dark sides, your good and your bad, your, your, you know, your creative and your analytical. You've got to find the balance between the two. Otherwise, you know, for lack of a better term, you're going to fuck out. And uh, I had a little bit of that going on last year and in the previous years, I couldn't get my both sides of me balanced and uh, so yeah that's going forward into 2024 that's definitely going to be a a part of like work hard play hard you know don't be so serious all the time be fun again you know that type of thing or don't be so fun all the time be a little bit serious you know fine walk that fine line you know be a true jedi (laughs) if you will um then the second thing is to Learn from failure this year. This is my big one. And, you know, everybody fucks up for various reasons. But the real part of growing and learning as a human being is to learn from your past mistakes. It's, uh, I mean, if I had one piece of advice for everybody listening to this going forward is learn from your mistakes this year but also most importantly accept responsibility for them accept responsibility for them take it on the chin 
but don't let it destroy you you know learn from it see how you can grow from it make that negative into a positive so that is very much my vibe going forward uh, this year personally and with the podcast so yeah hope you guys are going to come along for the ride now today's uh, episode is going to be a short one i don't want to go into a a whole bunch of you know this and that and you know start talking about some obscure you know art house film that no one's ever heard of and then i've got to you know talk about some new mental illness which i've just picked up in the last couple of days no i'm not gonna do that we're gonna just have a nice little short introductory episode for um the year we're back for 2024 i've got some exciting stuff lined up for this year some cool interviews with some interesting people, some directors, some scriptwriters, um, some people in the theater, which are very keen to talk to. And uh, hopefully you guys, you know, learn some interesting things, you know, about the creative arts, you know, through this podcast this year. That's my goal anyway. And then, um, yeah, we've got uh, Cape Town Comic Con coming up in uh, late April 2024. I should really stop saying 2024 because we're in the year now. And, um, yeah, I'm going to have Terrence back on the show, or Papa Rosso. He's coming with me to Cape Town Comic Con, and we'll have an interview with him again on the floor of Comic Con, Cape Town Comic Con, where we'll probably spend two hours talking about Lego blocks again and why Star Wars matters so much in this day and age. <laughs> and also cosplayers and that type of thing. And,. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see who's going to be the celebrity guest for this year's Comic-Con in Cape Town and Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, we'll report more on that later. But for today's episode, we're going to more look at the news of the week uh, when it comes to movies. And I mean, the biggest one that is happened right now is definitely the Golden Globes, depending on when you're going to listen to this. Uh, could have happened a couple of days ago, so you'll probably know the results. But for me, at this time of the recording, it was uh, the night before. And interesting, interesting, because if you don't know that the Golden Globes is kind of, in terms of the nominations and the awards, it can be very much seen as a good guide or a precursor to what is going to happen at the Oscars or the Academy Awards, if you will. And this year... Oppenheimer cleaned house, man. It, it really, it, it went for it. You know, Robert Downey Jr., best supporting actor. Killian Murphy, best actor. Old Ludwig, I don't want to pronounce his surname right now, earning best score, which is so good. Oh, that, that, that was my big win. That and um, RDJ, uh, that's the one I was looking for. And then Nolan getting best director and Oppenheimer getting best picture. Really, really impressive stuff. And um, if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, please do give it a chance or go give it a shot, I should say. Uh, It's really worth your time. Yes, it is a three-hour biopic about a man in black and white. And it's very talky. And some have called it boring. But uh, it held me for all of those three hours. And I've watched it now three times and... Highly, highly enjoyed it. But to go over the rest of the nominees, or actually just to work through each category as it came out, and remember that the Golden Globes is film and television as well. 
So we'll start off here. Best performance in stand-up comedy on television was uh, Ricky Gervais with Ricky Gervais Armageddon. And I've got to say, I watched it the other night. And much like Dave Chappelle's new special, Dreamer, I found it a bit tired, a bit boring, a bit tired, a bit, um, yeah, I, 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 it's the only words I can, I can describe it. Like, you know, Ricky's still going for that shock value and what have you, but it just, it feels a little bit dead at this point, I should say. So yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of either of those specials. Then best performance by a male actor in a supporting role in television went to Matthew McFadden for Succession, a series that I keep hearing about and I haven't watched it. You're going to notice that with all the TV stuff, I'm like, I've heard it's amazing, but I haven't watched it because I'm really, really bad at watching TV. Like if it's one series or if it's a Star Wars thing, yes, I'll watch it. But like general TV God, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a real blank spot for me that I need to sort out. Coming up next for best performance by a female actor in a supporting role on television is Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. Another thing that I haven't watched. Oh, my Lord. Terrible. Uh, also heard The Crown, while not f- the most factually true thing in the world, uh, is interesting. So... Need to check that out. Best performance by a male actor in a limited series, anthology series, or a motion picture made for television. Steven Yeun for Beef. Another one. Heard it's absolutely incredible. Best performance by a female actor in limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. Ali Wong for Beef. Another one for Beef there. Then, best performance by a male actor in a television series, musical, comedy. Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. All my people on the Twitter, on the X, on the whatever you want to call it. Go crazy for the bear. And speaking about the bear, it comes up again. Best performance by a female actor in a television series, musical, comedy, Ayo Deberi for the bear as well. Then best performance by a male actor in a television series, drama, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Saw that coming. Best performance by a female actor in a television series, yet again Succession for Sarah Snook. For Succession. Another interesting film with Sarah Snook that I absolutely adore. It's it's her and um, Ethan Hawke, and it's currently on Netflix if you want to check it out. It's called Predestination. I don't want to tell you anything about this film. There go my dogs barking in the background. But Predestination, it's on Netflix. Don't read up what it's about. Just go watch it. It's incredible. Back to the winners. Best television limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television goes to Beef. Best television series, musical, or comedy goes to The Bear. Best television series, drama goes to Succession. And then, what haven't I mentioned here? Best original song goes to Billie Eilish and her Boot Phineas for What Was I Made For from Barbie. That was an interesting one for me, is that Barbie actually almost got a bit snubbed at uh, at this year's uh, Golden Globes, and I wonder why. I really wonder why. But if you haven't seen Barbie, it's also another one that I highly, highly recommend. Um, it's a lot more intelligent than what it appears to be. Let's let's just say that, and um, go go give it a shot. I highly recommend it.
It did win a very strange award that the Golden Globes have now called Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. So Barbie won in that. And I think that's just them giving Barbie a pat on the back for making like $1.4 billion, which is an odd award. Give it some better recognition than that. I mean, it was an incredibly well-written film. So, and I see there's a bit of a big stink with it coming into... um, uh, you know, nomination for being adapted screenplay, but anyway, whatever. Then best motion picture non-English language went to Anatomy of a Fall from France. What else we got here? Best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. One that I have to make time to watch, but I have to get myself in the right headspace to sit down it's the new scorsese film as well and i want to give it the attention it deserves and um yeah maybe holiday time's not the best time for me to to watch that but it's really on my hit list um i think you can pick it up now on uh, apple apple tv um and i'm sure it's coming to netflix soon i must check it out then best performance by a female actor in a motion picture musical comedy goes to emma stone in poor things Don't know much about this one. I keep seeing the poster for it with Emma Stone looking a little bit strange. Um, It it looks like an odd duck. It looks like a strange one, like a bit of an art housey. But uh, yeah, maybe just check it out. I know absolutely nothing about it. If you've watched it and you think it's brilliant or it's shit or it's whatever, please let me know. Then best performance by a male actor in a motion picture musical comedy, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. Paul Giamatti's... You know, I could watch him as the shark in Jaws, man. That guy is incredible. Then finally, best performance by a female actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers as well. And there we go. That is the Golden Globes for this year. Lots of films uh, and Basically, every single every single television series I have to watch. Um, so yeah, I recommend uh, checking some of those out. Uh, if you have any recommendations for me, please uh, hit me up in the comments and let me know what I need to check out and, uh, you know, what TV series actually I should be looking at because that's clearly where my gray area or my blank spot is. Talking about film recommendations and that type of thing, another thing that is also really caught my interest uh, lately i watched it uh, last night was uh, david finch's the killer it's on netflix now if you want to go check it out this is as you can hear this episode's a little bit more loose goose this is my recommendation section of the the podcast but the killer is um, an odd duck of a film when it comes to uh, mr david fincher i mean if you know his work started out infamously with Alien 3, which he's basically disowned because of how much the studio got involved in the production of that. And he just had an absolute terrible time with that film. He he couldn't get across any, he had no artistic license there, basically. And, um, you know, then followed that up with Seven, which I also watched uh, recently. And that film has aged so well. And, um, 
yeah, no, seven, I think might be, you know, coming up the ranks and my all time favorites. It's, it grips you that film. And I mean, it, it has one of the best endings of all time. Anyway, we're going on a little bit of a Fincher podcast. This is turning into the Fincher episode. And, um, and then obviously later on, he did Fight Club and then Panic Room and, um, you know, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Social Network, um, Curious Cases, Benjamin Button. And now he's got um, the uh, the killer here with the Fass, Michael Fassbender, playing this uh, kind of unnamed killer who or assassin, if you will, and what happens after he goes through well, he experiences a kind of like a botched job, if you will, a botched assassination, and interesting film. Because Finch is notorious for being very meticulous and very, you know, um, about his direction and about, you know, his stagecraft and, you know, how he lights things and, uh, you know, what the extras are doing in the background. Everything has to be perfect. He's almost Kubrick on that level. And um, he, uh, yeah, this this is a weird one because it's it's tonally, it's a little bit all over the place. It's It's going with this, you know, Jason Bourne kind of thing. But it has this very artasy kind of monologue running through it. There's not much dialogue in the film. It's just this constant voiceover from Fassbender, uh, just telling you about his process, which normally fucks up. But and there's actually a fair amount of comedy. Um, some of this coming from the film itself, with its music choices, which I won't get into. Uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are obviously the uh, did the score and were music supervisors on this film. And you can see a little bit of Trent uh, Reznor's humor coming through in this film as well. <laughs> uh, which, uh, yeah, it, it is a strangely darkly funny film at times, you know. Um, which, of course, you know, if you look at Fight Club, that's probably one of the funniest films that Finch has done up to this point. Yeah, uh, highly recommend you check it out. It's really, really great. Um, it was my first film that I put onto my Letterboxd app. Uh, more on that later. Um, and um, yeah, I'm making a concerted effort of uh, watching more current, if you will, cinema as it's coming out now. I want to really stay on the pulse of this, you know, and not just talk about, you know, things from back in the day and my top five this and, my, you know, whatever this and whatever. Like, really... Let's get back into the zeitgeist of film of like what's happening right now. What is the stuff that's coming out now? And, uh, you know, we'll all go through it, to it, through it together. Stumbling over my words here. But, um, and I think Letterboxd is a a great app for, for that. It's um, basically a, it's a catalog. So you enter, you know, it's a social network, I should say, for films that you've watched. And it's also can work as, you know, a, a, a diary or if a journal of sorts of, okay, I watched this on this date and this and this date. And so at the end of the year, when you're going back and you're looking at, you know, what was these films that I experienced this year and what was the best you can go through and also you can review them, which I'm not doing and can see like, oh my God, I did this journey with film. And I think that's... Um, that's really a cool thing. So yeah, I'm on Letterboxd at the moment and I'm really, really enjoying it. 
And that brings us to the first episode of Ramcast for 2024. Went on a bit longer than I intended it to. I just wanted this to be a little 10, 11 minute kind of, you know, chat with you guys and saying where it's going to go and what have you. But then, you know, went on a ramble about the Golden Globes and David Fincher, which is never a bad thing. I can't wait to chat to you guys further in the year. If you want to come find me, you can find Ramcast uh, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it now. All there, Ramcast ZA, go check it out. Me personally, you can come find me, Ryan Mathers, Uncle Ram ZA, on Letterboxd. Come, come join a new social network. It's fun. If you're a film buff, I highly recommend it. Come find me, follow me, I'll follow you. We can check out uh, each other's uh, film lists and you can put what your favorite films are there. And I just really like it. I find it a really nice warm space and um, really enjoying it. So yeah, normally I would leave you guys with some sort of, you know, quote from a movie or something like that or a joke or what have you. But I'm not going to do that for this episode. I just want to wish everybody the best 2024 forward because... God knows the last couple of years have been hard on everybody. And I think it's time that our fortunes or our luck turns around and we start having some good vibes again. Because I think it's been pretty shitty the last couple of years. And maybe, you know, collectively, if we all focus on the positive, it will turn out positive. That's my wish, anyway, for 2024. I love you all. Let's have a good 2024. Peace out, players.